Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Robert J. Russell radio show and podcast. Today, we have Ted Kupchik, all the way from beautiful... Tempe, Arizona. Arizona. My most popular place that I'm interviewing people right now. Um, so, Ted, tell me, what is it like in beautiful Arizona today? What's the weather like? As usual, hot and sunny. Um, and at about 100 degrees after my work is done, I'm thinking a nice dip in the pool will be necessary, as it is almost every day. So, right now, it's about 11 o'clock your time. Yes, sir. Okay, good. Um, so, Ted, how long have you been licensed to sell insurance? Um, so, great story. I actually um, am a relative newcomer. I got my license um, in the middle of 2018. I currently believe I'm licensed in either 12 or 13 states, um, but there is a family background. Um, my cousin has a big property and casualty uh, insurance business on the East Coast, and my other cousins and my uncle also do. And um, so I've been around it my whole life, and my uncle's uncle before that um, had a, a big agency property casualty, going back to probably right after World War II. So I guess I'd be a third generation at this wow. point. So did you get in the insurance business because of them? No, actually, funny story, and I love them very much. So if they listen to this, um, you know, uh, hopefully they'll find this funny. But I actually never got into this business because of them, not because I didn't like them. I love them very much, but I just always wanted to do something different. And uh, over the years, um, with my different backgrounds and what I was involved with, um, it just made sense just to come back to this and revisit this. And I found out that I, I probably should have been directing my energy towards this all along. So before insurance, what did you do? Um, well, I worked for um, some very, very, very well-known tech firms uh, for almost a decade. Um, so I have a background in website design, marketing, um, uh, email campaigns, um, hosting services. And also for a little while, I also ran, I was an, uh, sort of a quasi-engineer for another tech firm where I handled their um, central flow operations and making sure the buildings had enough work and enough work was on time for them and that they weren't sitting around and there wasn't too much work coming in, things like that. I always love talking to somebody who's um, more, who has more knowledge from the tech field, especially when insurance is involved because insurance has changed so much from the time that I got licensed up till now that now everything is online and you can do everything virtually from your computer. So I'm sure that's probably one of the reasons that we got hooked up together is because you saw a platform uh, that I introduced you to where you can sell life insurance basically without ever talking to anybody. Yes, uh, definitely correct. Um, you know, when I worked for the tech firm, I was, I did sales and support for them. So, you know, customer would call in or we'd reach out to the customer and we'd go through our site and figure out what their needs and wants were. And then we would just go through checkout and I would take the credit card, um, you know, and then we would help set up their stuff. Really with our system, it's not very much different. I mean, they can get a quote from a number of different providers within about 
what, three to four minutes, if that. Right. And they can jump right into the application and start filling it out. You're right, without ever talking to me or one of my associates. So that by the time that we even do get involved, um, they're already in the process. They have a great idea of what they want. Um, and, and it's just our job to guide guide them to where they need to get to. And, and that that's what I believe, you know, the major part of my job is. What, did, what was your initial thought when you saw how this thing flowed? I absolutely tremendously loved it because it, sorry, I kicked my chair, because um, it was so easy to get a quote from some of the most well-known biggest providers out there that, you know, that I use um, within the matter of moments, there was no searching. There wasn't a million qualifying questions. Everything is just right there. And then I love the way the software transitions immediately into the application. So, you know, with our system, it takes out the work of that pushy salesperson. Um, if I get on the phone with you or if we get on a text or a Zoom or whatever it may be, it's only to guide you through the process and answer any questions. Um, sure, do we want to write the business? Do we want to help you and, and you know, uh, you know, establish a client relationship? Most definitely, of course we do. But we want to do it the right way, you know. Um, we want you to go back into the marketplace and tell your friends and family, like, hey, I had a great experience. This was easy. There was no garbage. There was no bull. The price is right in front of me immediately. I knew which company I was trying to go with. I saw the application and I saw everything that was needed. And, you know, and Ted and his staff made it as easy as possible to get me there. That's what we're trying to do here. That's what it's all about. Do you think that everything insurance related is going to go this direction? Absolutely, positively, uh, without a doubt. It, I don't see how it couldn't because, you know, nowadays people less than ever want you to even be in the field. I mean, I can't speak for you, Robert, but if somebody knocks on my door to talk to insurance, talk to me about insurance, I I'm not going to answer the door. And oh, if I do, no. right, exactly. You know, so to me, that's an old method I don't want any part of. And, um, you know, if I can give you all the details set in stone and give you the facts so that you can make an educated decision, um, you know, right here over our computer, then it, that's the way we should do it. I mean, we can reach way more people. The people we are reaching are getting concrete information in a much faster process. And, and they're able to make that decision a lot quicker and process the information. So I think it's a win-win for everybody. And you're not waiting for two weeks to get your policy in the mail either. I mean, you know, everything is delivered uh, in an e-format. And, and that just makes it so much better when you have that information at your fingertip. So what are, you, what are your insurance licenses? What, what can you sell? So for me, I have uh, life uh, and health um, in most of the states that, I'm, uh, that I do have my license in. Um, life in all of them and the additional health in most of them. Um, but I don't really focus much on health insurance. As a matter of fact, not at all. I did, I was in that space for a little while, but the main things that we're focusing on here, um, number one, we have some really great policies that can be used as retirement vehicles, uh, as you know better than anybody, you know. Um, so our goal really is talking to, especially to the small business owner or the business owner, and especially here, um, if they are dispensary owners or if they're in the cannabis field, because that's really where our market is. They don't really have a place to put their money. So we want to give them a place to grow their money in a safe, 
uh, efficient method that they can use as a retirement vehicle in addition to an insurance policy. So that's a big part of our business, but also uh, we can, you know, do final expense and of course, uh, you know, term as well. So it just depends on what your need is. So you mentioned cannabis and I know that one of your niche markets is going after the cannabis industry. Um, why did you pick that niche out of everything that you could possibly pick? Well, so I hope I'm not giving away my trade secrets, but I do believe that um, there's enough room for everybody to eat. And that's the wonderful thing. So I don't mind talking about this. Um, growing up, I grew up on the East Coast and I moved out to Arizona about 15, 20 years ago now. But, you know, growing up, there was a stigma attached to this. But I saw many, many people who were, you know, cannabis users and they were professionals. They made great money. They were not burnouts or dopes. They were not sitting on a couch. Maybe at the end of the day, they were to relax, but they were still getting their things done. And, and I never, it was easy to see through the lies of this being a gigantic negative. And um, as they started to legalize it and it started to become, you know, medically beneficiary to a lot of people, um, I noticed that now the stigma is kind of going away and more and more and more people are using um, we need to service them. A lot of these people are using it for medical reasons, not even just to feel good. And it's not their fault that maybe they have some of these medical issues. And so the fact that we now have policies available to serve this market is phenomenal. And uh, the fact that now somebody who is a professional who makes good money, has a family, stays on the right side of the law, um, is no longer going to be stigmatized by you know, use of cannabis or being involved in the cannabis industry, nor should they. I remember when cannabis was legalized in Colorado, it was one of the first states, uh, I was watching a 60 minute show and I was seeing these executive of big companies that were leaving the company and moving to Colorado to set up their cannabis shop. Yes. So, so now I'm kind of intrigued thinking, okay, what do they know that I don't know? And they went in and videoed the inside of a cannabis shop. It was crazy how nice these places were. I mean, yes. red wood uh, counters and oh my God, it, they were so nice. It was like almost going to like a library, something like that. Um, and I'm thinking there's something to this. I mean, I remember when the movie um, Walk and Tall came out. I don't know if you remember that movie. I remember the remake with uh, with The Rock, but the original was Steve McQueen, right? Steve, no, it was, uh, it, was um, it wasn't Steve McQueen. I can't remember the guy's name, but Bu it was about Buford Pusser, who was a sheriff in Alabama or someplace that was uh, knocking down all the moonshiners because this is before alcohol was legal. And so alcohol back then was against the law to have. Right. During prohibition, sure. And now cannabis is going to that direction. And now it's being legalized in most states. So I think this market that you're going after, the cannabis market, I think if you have money and you're going to invest, I would sure go with a cannabis company for sure. You know, and what you said about these owners of dispensaries that need a place to put their money in um, a universal life you know do a 1035 exchange 
from your retirement plan into a universal life where that money can grow. And then when it, whenever you die, it becomes tax-free income to your beneficiaries. What a great market. Yes, absolutely. And, and, um, you know, the dispensary owner, um, or whatever, you know, whether they're in edibles or you know, CBD, whatever it is, um, well, you know, someday they're going to retire as well. Someday they're going to get old and, and, you know, a place to put their money that, that they can grow and grow their investment and, and protect themselves and their family too. So my point of view and my feeling is if I could go ahead and offer something like that, um, I heard an old saying, some, somebody told me a long time ago, um, that if you help people get what they want, what they need, then you get what you want. Zig Ziglar. Uh, yes. And that is, it's, it's just such a true statement. And, and that's my philosophy and feeling on everything. You know, if I'm helping you to become a better person and achieve, you know, your long-term needs and, you know, put yourself and family in a more comfortable position, then, wow, I'm really doing a lot of good. And, and that makes me feel really good in my heart. And anybody who knows me, that's real. Like, that's what I'm about. So the whole thing to me just seems like a tremendous opportunity for a win-win on so many levels. And, and so I'm just happy to be a part of it and that, you know, I even have the ability to offer these policies, to be honest with you. Now, when you said you're licensed in 18 states? I think of right as of now, 12 or 13. Okay. Tell me the states that you're licensed in right now. Okay. So we have Arizona, of course, my home state, uh, Texas, Ohio, Michigan, Virginia, North and South Carolina, Florida, Arkansas, Louisiana, um, I'm trying to think. I, I think that would be about all of them. Did I mention Virginia? Pennsylvania? Okay, Pennsylvania as well, and I think Idaho also. I'm surprised you could remember those. I've got mine written down, and I have to refer to a list. I'm really proud of it. I'm proud of it. I've got 14 states and I got to look at them and, you know, think, okay, am I licensed in that state? Yes. Okay. Yes, I am. I can tell. So why did you pick those states out of all the state of 50 states? Why did you pick those? Well, believe it or not, um, when I first cut my teeth in life insurance, when I was first understanding it, um, I was doing mainly final expense and the company that I initially went in and contracted with, um, they told me to go out and get those states and then, um, when I was doing health insurance, it seemed like those were good markets to also get those states. And, and that's pretty much where we arrived in. And, and, and I get the feeling that as my business grows here and we're offering policies, I'm probably going to need to get licensed in a whole bunch of more states. And really, that's the way I'm doing it. So if, if somebody comes to me and let's say they are, you know, we have a, a very special niche, obviously. So, you know, if they're in a state that I'm not licensed, but I can help them, I, I'm more than happy to go out and get my license for them to help. Them. You know, people ask me, what state should I get licensed in next? What I tell people to do is make a list of all the states, get a uh, get the list of the cost to get your non-residence license, go after the cheaper ones first, and just put it in a spreadsheet. You know, if Virginia is the cheapest at $37, for sure get that one. Then go to the most the next one. Um, but what I tell people to do is just add a state every month. You can do one state a month. And sure. pretty soon, you're licensed in all 50 states. That renewal time is going to hurt. It's going to be a kick in the butt when you got to pay all those renewals. But at least you'll be licensed in all the states. 
and and you have much a much much bigger market so maybe you have more across the of for the renewals but at the same time hopefully your customer base and your clientele list is, is severely expanded as well so right. it, you know as long as you can expand your reach um it's a worthy investment in my mind so I know you don't want to give away a lot of secrets here because you don't want people going after your market, which also new. I, I don't have any secrets yet. <laughs> so how are you going after uh, the cannabis market? How are you finding these people? Great question. So number one, um, on the ground here in 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 Arizona in the Valley. Um, I've been taking business cards, you know, doing the old traditional uh, approach and going to the different dispensaries and you know, and, and things like that and handing out the good well, old. Let me see that. Hold on. Yeah. Leave that up there for a minute. Yes, sir. Oh, I like that. That's a good card. Okay. Thank you. Um, so of course there's that, but then also, um, I undertook, I have experience with marketing again. Um, and so I undertook, I have a piece of software that allowed me to market through LinkedIn. Um, so I redesigned my LinkedIn page and I went ahead and started reaching out to numerous, um, uh, anybody who's really involved in the cannabis industry. Um, and just, I'm not necessarily trying to sell them. I mean, of course, you know, I'd love to acquire clients, but really what I was just looking to do is promote brand awareness. Um, I'm reaching out to them saying, Hey, even if you don't directly have a need for this, maybe you're, you know, the people, uh, in your dispensaries, your bud tenders might, or, um, you know, maybe just keep my name out there. So in the future, if you need somebody, at least now you know where to go. Right. At least now you know, hey, look, there's there's a company out here that's that's doing this for my niche. Um, so it, you know, and and it's that's really what we've been trying to do, and um, I'm going to continue to do that, and and hopefully, you know, the brand awareness starts speaking for itself, and because people are going to realize, hey the guy who can help me and um and i will and i'll do whatever what i try to do is better pick up cannabis leaf on the side of your car <laughs> i've been offered for that yes yeah, so it's like cannabis insurance yes I mean, i've been what an offer that would be everybody would yeah see it. yep and, and i'm already getting offers for all kinds of things like that and you know what i'm learning is uh of course you got to pick and choose your shots but so far you know the response has been overwhelmingly positive. I expect a lot of people to tell me to kick rocks and not want to even talk to me, but I'm getting, you know, messages and emails and texts and sometimes even calls. I, I've actually had a couple of appointments already where people have been like, uh, we just want you to know we really love what you're doing and, and we want some synergy off of this. So I, I think I have the right idea. It's just a matter of execution now. Absolutely. I think it's a good, you know, when you first told me about that, I was like, oh my God, what a great idea. Thank you. Now, do you have any kind of groups on LinkedIn for the, for the cannabis um, industry? That is my next step. Uh, I have not created one. I am a member of a bunch of different ones. And I'm just, I, I can't remember offhand what, because I don't, haven't been active in them yet. Um, but I've even figured that I'd want to probably create my own group at some point, because I'm sure there's many, many not only you know cannabis professionals who want this, but there's probably other like-minded agents who that we could probably you know uh, pool ideas and, and help each other learn and grow. Well, I think today's a good day to start. <laughs> it probably is. Did <laughs> <laughs> you know how I am about planning to plan to plan? Yes, sir. Uh, what about Facebook groups? Do you have any Facebook groups out there for the cannabis? So you got mad at me when I told you this a couple weeks ago. 
I got mad. I never get mad. Well, you said you thought I was incorrect, and we had a difference of a of a opinion. Okay, go ahead. Um, I know that Facebook is a great marketing tool. I know I know for a fact it, it works. I've actually ran Facebook advertising campaigns, and I'm sure I will do it again. Um, I know this sounds strange to people or whatever, but right now, um, during we're we're you know two months out from an election or whatever it is, and and every day I just hear yak 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 at both sides, and I'm like, you know what? I just want to take a pause from all this and take a breath for a little while. So just until after the election, I temporarily kind of disbanded my Facebook or deactivate. I will reactivate it again. And um, I just, I know that once we get past this cycle, people will go through their stuff and calm down and get back to being normal human beings again. And I'll be back to being normal human beings with them when that time happens. Well, do you know how I handle that situation? How's that? Delete. It's a beautiful word. Yeah, yeah. Um, or follow. Sure, 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 sure. Um, but for me, um, I it just you know sometimes what happens with me, Robert. I I observe things and I pay attention to stuff and I love to analyze stuff and that's what I do. That's how my brain works. And you know, just hearing the thoughts and opinions of all my friends, whether I agree or not, and people I know and people I don't know, um, just. Become it became rather overwhelming, and I have better stuff to do with my time than to constantly focus on that. I agree with that. <laughs> so so I, that. my attitude is: I love everybody. I'm here when you need me. If you need to talk to me, you can text me, you can call me, whatever. Um, and I will be back on Facebook. And I think what you're saying, those the marketing ideas and the Facebook groups. I was a part of the Facebook insurance groups before I went offline. So I'm sure I'll, I'll get back to that. And there's a wealth of same thing with LinkedIn. You know where you can really make great connections and bring awareness. Well, I think if you're doing LinkedIn, um, you know, if you compare LinkedIn to Facebook, you're going to have more business minded people on LinkedIn than you will Facebook. My thoughts uh, too. LinkedIn people are not going to post what they had for dinner and show you their empty plate after they've eaten. You know, Facebook, you see that all over the place. Yes, LinkedIn sir. Is going to be truly business minded thinkers you know and that's what you're going to find so i think that's a good idea um but i also think too but you're going to wait till after the election i think as much exposure as you can get on social media could be a beautiful thing for you true that true true to that as well and um you know that was my only thought process as to why i wasn't but i figured you know at least to start my linkedin strategy i'm really proud of and i think it's gonna really really pay dividends so at least that's a good start one other thing also i'm pretty connected here in, in scottsdale and in the valley to um uh there's a lot of marketing groups in the valley especially there's this one um and she this a lady runs it by the name of jelly and um I want to give a shout Jelly? out. Jelly, yeah, that's her name. Okay. Uh, and and uh, she has been doing marketing in the Valley and meetups and stuff like that um, probably for a decade plus. And that is a great space that I'm going to actually uh, go back into because locally that's a local equivalent of a local type of LinkedIn that already exists on the ground here. Um, my feelings on this is that the best way to grow this business is just to organically get involved and, and, and bring awareness because it's such a special thing. People are gonna naturally drift towards it anyway. So it's just a matter of making the, the right connections and, and doing the right things when you're in front of these people. 
So what are your plans in the future for this whole business? this whole business model? You know, I, I just, I want to bring as much awareness as I can. Um, I hope this to be a lifelong thing where I can open offer this type of help to, you know, any person in need of it. And I want to grow it. I hope um, there comes a day when I can start to, um, uh, I, I do have an agency and I have some associates now, but I, I would like to build on that. I would love to have a lot more people on um, that I can help manage a team. I think that would be a strong point. Um, and just consistently grow that team and, and bring more of uh, the spirit of doing the right thing, even when nobody's looking. And also just bring awareness to what we have to offer because, you know, people need to know we're here to help. We're here that so you can hold on to your money. We're here so you can protect your family. And just because you may be a cannabis user or involved in the cannabis business, you should not be penalized and, 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 and we're going to do our best to allow you to not to be and to get, make the most out of whatever you want to do. So on the life companies, the, the companies that sell life insurance, more and more are opening the doors to accepting cannabis users for um, preferred rates. Um, out of all the companies that you quote with, how many do you think, if you had to guess, would accept a cannabis user with a preferred rate? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a very good question. Percentage-wise. Let's go percentage-wise. Man, I would say right now with what, what, what I have with the carriers that we use, um, I would direct you to the ones that would get you approved if you were my client anyway. But probably right now, I'd say at least what, and I think I'm being low, probably 35 40% of the ones the carriers have relationships with. Right. I remember I, I found a website of a guy that was selling insurance primarily to cannabis users. Mm. He had a list of the companies that would take them as preferred. Um, and that really kind of opened my door, my, my mind up to the whole idea of selling life insurance to people that, you know, are cannabis users. So, um, you know, when I first started in insurance, there was no niche markets. People didn't specialize in different things. They either did life and health or they did PNC. There was no specialty markets like what you're doing. Um, how did you get this idea to go after a specialty market? <laughs> um, well, so a couple things here. Um, you know, of course, I have some some really good uh, influencers that I pay attention to in this space. Um, I also talk to as as often as I can. You may or may not be one of them. Uh, lean heavily. You are. But that being said, you know, I noticed that when I started doing insurance that somebody can go and get insurance from just about anywhere. And there's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of producers and companies, and things like that. So if I was just marketing life insurance or trying to sell life insurance, you know, my thought process, and I've seen this, you know, you get a life insurance contract and it gets replaced pretty quickly because there's just too many choices or people get paralysis analysis and just don't do anything because of their own confusion because they've just looked at too many things. So by creating a specialty niche, um, I can concentrate on the people who are looking for something very specific or feel that it might not be out there for them. And there's just not as much competition, knock on wood. I hope it stays that way where, you know, um, but 
it's a lot easier to be recognized as somebody can help in this space. Whereas on the other hand, if I was just like, Hey, I'm an insurance guy, come talk to me, you know, well, what's, what good's that going to do? How do I stand out and how do I do anything that is different from the next Tom, Joe or Jane that's doing the same thing. And um, for me, it's just all about doing something that is unique. I consider myself a super unique guy. My friends and family also consider me that they can I'm a lifelong outside the box thinker. So when I started showing this to my friends and family, they're like, duh, Ted, of course, you know, like we wouldn't expect less from you. So this is my niche and this makes all the sense in the world for me to be in this space. So here's a hypothetical question for you. I mean, just kind of go with me here. Yes, sir. And you being a big thinker, you'll probably appreciate this. <clears throat> Let's say that this thing goes crazy and Ted becomes a millionaire doing what you do. And somebody says, we want you to come speak in front of 5,000 people about what you do. You're allowed to bring one person as a guest speaker with you. Who would that person be? Anybody, anybody you want. Uh, it would be the love of my life. It would be, um, it'd be my, uh, my girlfriend because, um, Every time if she's with me and I just look at her and I'm like, man, that that is such a reason for me to go after all my dreams and goals, because, um, you know, it's so easy to be in a place where you don't have those opportunities. Right. You exactly. Opportunities. And just, you know, you can't go out and grab the, the world by 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 its tail. So. The fact that we have the ability and the chance to do that, when I learn, I look into her eyes, like that's just such a reminder of, of what's possible and the opportunities that we have. And, um, you know, and, and a reason to go for it, to give, to give everything and just go for it. Um, you know, and, and so that would be who I'd bring. I would just need to look at her and my eyes would light up, my smile would light up and it would be an easy, easy, easy uh, rest of the seminar. Well, you know, with your name, you could almost steal a good name for yourself being a speaker. Ted Talks? I mean, come on. <laughs> Ted Talks about... <laughs> you could be Ted Talking and not be plagiarism. It's cannabis policy. Or Ted is talking, you know, however you wanted to do it. You can have your own radio broadcast. Ted Talks Cannabis, whatever you want. So um, I think my computer froze. I, I see your face frozen on me. And we're back. Sorry, Robert, I think I lost you. Yes, um, I, we got disconnected. I'll merge these two things back together. Okay. So um, now that we've decided that you're going to have your own radio podcast, you're going to be a big speaker, um, 
<laughs> so that everybody can get in touch with you. Yes, sir. Uh, if you would give me your name, phone number, email address, website. Yes, sir. So my name is Edward Kupchik. Uh, I go by Ted. So feel free to call me Edward or Ted. Um, and my website is cannabislife.agency. Um, a lot of people get confused because they'll say, well, isn't that .com or .net? No. Very specifically, it's cannabislife.agency. Um, so if you type that in on the web, that will go to my little portal and you can gain a quote within about two to four minutes. Um, and you can start your application right there. And of course, you can call me uh, or text uh, my office at uh, area code 480-719-4732. Again, that's 480-719-4732. Um, and we're happy to do anything we can, any questions you have or anything, you know, if you want to go over stuff. But uh, the great thing about our little portal and our site and what we do is that you can start the process without us. Um, I say you, you the client. So you can start entering your information and you can start getting information that you need um, without actually ever even getting on the phone with us. Um, and then, you know, it's only for us to help guide you through the rest of the process if you need to do that. And we'll definitely do whatever we can to, you know, make sure you're perfectly satisfied. Okay. Well, Ted, thank you for your time. Um, I hope you make it big <laughs> and uh, we will talk to you on our next week's webinar. So have a that great sounds, day. Thank you, Robert. You the same. And thank you for what you do. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye now.